Today, we're talking about The Climb 2 and its recent DLC, Freestyle Expansion Pack 2, and how it relates to Rise of the Tomb Raider and the future of The Climb. Hello and welcome to Headmounted Destinations, a podcast about VR and VR game development. We provide our perspective as developers and give a peek behind the curtain for people interested in how VR games are made. I'm your friendly neighborhood game designer, Carlos, and with me as always... Hello, I'm Matt. I'm a gameplay programmer. And today we're going to be talking about The Climb 2. So today we're talking about The Climb 2 because recently I have been playing Rise of the Tomb Raider on PS4... And I got this itch to actually climb something as I'm seeing Lara Croft sidling on these mountains and like using her pickaxes to like scale things. And I'm thinking like, wow, I have this dope headset in the corner of my room that could take me to like anywhere I want to be. Why not try, you know, seeing if playing the climb two gives me that fun, adventurous feeling that I'm getting when I'm climbing around as Lara Croft. And that's kind of what brings us to today's episode. We're going to talk about The Climb 2 and if it actually ended up nailing that feeling I was looking for. For those of you who don't know, The Climb is a free climbing, rock climbing game for virtual reality exclusive to Oculus platform. It tasks players with uh, going hand over hand, rock climbing, uh, doing some jumps and zip lines here and there, and chalking their hands to make sure they don't run out of stamina while climbing various biomes like the Alps, uh, Alaskan mountains, and uh, city skyscrapers. What was funny, though, is that I felt like I didn't get this Tomb Raider feeling until I got deep into the DLC levels. Like, I don't think I even got this feeling with the first DLC pack. I think the second DLC pack is what came in and really knocked it out of the park. The Climb 1 was kind of well-known, mostly for, like, videos of people falling forwards in demo booths playing it because they would lose balance and just 100% fall flat onto the floor. But also, it like came out pretty early on in the VR cycle and was gorgeous. It was one of the best-looking games. And The Climb 2, I feel like, got released to very little fanfare. I guess part of the issue is that it was very underwhelming as a product. It didn't have any like follow-through like after release. No one was like, oh, this is amazing. Because it basically was The Climb 1, but on Quest. But also The Climb 1 was already on Quest. Yeah. They didn't add any new mechanics, really. They didn't, you know, it was sort of more of the same. It didn't feel like a true sequel in terms of iterating and improving on some ideas that were originally hashed out in the first game. Yeah, I agree. Um, not to belittle the efforts of the game or anything, like obviously there are improvements there and like some notable changes, but it certainly didn't feel like a whole-bodied upgrade or iteration. Like, usually when we see a Mario Galaxy to a Mario Odyssey, there's so much difference, so many new ideas and experimentations in it, right? We did not necessarily get that in the Climb 2 as opposed to the Climb 1. What we do have is a set of good bones uh, in terms of, like, structure and mechanics and how, like, everything's sort of laid out. Like, we have a good, you know, framework for a game there. It just needs a little more meat on it. I Oh, also, just a little bit off topic, 
this game, due to being so high up, I don't know why, but my feet, it's the only game that make makes my feet curl up in, like, stress. Like, do you get that sensation at all? Like, w- like when you're, like, clasping at the rocks, like, up in a high place and you're trying to go really fast or something, like, your feet will curl up? Not really. The main feeling that I get is, especially when you're hanging over, like, an empty chasm or whatever, there's a moment when you're holding onto two handholds and you're about to make, like, a crazy jump or something or a mad scramble up and you're just like breathe in breathe out like i'm very high up i gotta i gotta nail this i can't screw this up because my the last save point is like a whole ways back and like that's a great feeling i think that's that's sort of like the main appeal of the game you're not feeling that in tomb raider right right that's being in the headset is the main difference there of like oh, I am actually on a mountainside. This is precarious. And I think like the climb two gets that, but you're right. It doesn't have the same, it doesn't have like a adventure feeling. I I would say the moment I remember most from the climb one is the level with the plane propeller where Mm -hmm. you like climb onto the propeller and the propeller starts spinning. And I think in that same level, you're like going through a like ice cave and you have to like jump to a ladder that's sort of like hanging and then it starts sliding down and you have to jump off the ladder over to the other side of the cave. And like, that's very close to like an uncharted or tomb raider moment right uh what i've identified with the like level design of tomb raider versus the climb is i touched on this before but like the climb is very much free like climbing like they want to give you a whole plethora of handholds to like go about the way you want whereas uh, Tomb Raider and Uncharted present like way more linear climbing sequences and they change up the verb of the climbing like every like three to 15 seconds, something like that, right? Whether it's you're using your hands, you're using your pickaxes, you're using some sort of zipline tool and the climb is very much just grabbing hand, grabbing hand, maybe you're dusting off a, a handhold. So I think that's the main thing that that I'm seeing here is like, so the climb is, we're coming to it as like a, oh, I want to have like a climbing adventure. Yeah. But I think the game is severely restricted by it. It's rooted in like an actual rock climbing base. Uh, in an actual climbing, it's like, you know, maybe there's a couple of paths and like, oh, this uh, route is a lot harder or like this route is easier. And so they do that in the levels where it's like you can either take the hard route up or the like slower but easier route. They sort of try to nail in on the feeling of like actual rock climbing. But that's kind of a niche thing. And like when you're in the headset, it's not the same as actually being on the rock face because you're not using your feet. You're not having to haul yourself up. So I think that's where they run into a little bit of an issue is like they're restricted by their reliance on this realistic aesthetic, this realistic like, oh, it's rock climbing VR. It would be a lot better if they leaned into the like a uh, little less realistic sort of adventure moments. And I think that's a good point for us to start talking about maybe the base game versus its DLC and explain a bit what the DLC is. So the DLC is two sets of six levels, which are all set in the sort of tutorial style map, which has very like abstract forms. And it's it's not set in a realistic location like the other levels are, which the other levels, there are five different biomes with three levels each in them. 
This is 12 levels all in this one abstract biome. And instead of having two or three checkpoints in the level with save points, like sort of carabiner save points evenly spaced out where you respawn to, these don't have any save points and they're only one uh, like length of one checkpoint. So they're about a third as long as a typical level, but there's a bunch more of them. I would actually call them far shorter than a third. I, maybe in terms of like how overall long it takes you to complete it, it'll take a third of a level. But in terms of actually completing the level, each of these I've clocked in at about one minute or at least less than two minutes worth of time for every level. And that's totally fine. It seems incredibly short, but with how wide they experiment with the mechanics and stuff, I think it actually more so works as a taste tester almost it's like if i could relate this to a real life thing maybe think of it like going to a wine tasting except every wine glass is a different one to two minute level that focuses on a very specific mechanic yeah each each level is an exploration of like a specific idea but they're also hard so like it takes many many tries to get through so you sort of get to explore all the sides of this so i thought at least personally the four most interesting levels were there there's one that explores the idea of a wheel that when you hold on to it it starts spinning it's a big wheel that has a bunch of grips all the way around oh i loved this level it was a physics object basically right like that's that's what allowed it to roll around exactly just like locked in place with an axle and you got to get it spinning by climbing up on this wheel in place and then once it's going fast enough you jump over to a side thing and then jump onto a huge sort of like windmill arm that is attached to the wheel and ride that all the way to the finish yeah that was some assassin's creed shit that was so cool and to add on to that there was actually ui to show you if the wheel was going fast enough to carry you like a full rotation yep so i could totally see that like I don't want to dip into like where the future could go, but like I, I could totally see that being a like, oh, I'm climbing this water wheel to make a generator like unlock a path for me, you know, at the very least. It seems like they have some type of hookup there. Um, the one level I want to call out, uh, I think is called slides. It's mm-hmm. it, it's the one that has you just zip lining, like zip line to zip line to zip line. Like you're you're either ho- holding a zip line with one hand and then reaching out to the left or right to grab another zip line just before you bump into a wall, or you're like fully jumping between zip lines. And it was just so cool, such a like almost like frantic but also flow like level. And of course, I know the next level you want to bring up, speaking of flow, is going to be rhythm, right? Oh, yeah. So the rhythm level is, uh, there's a song playing in the background, and most of, throughout the rest of the game, uh, handholds are static. They are just there. There's, you know, of course, breakable handholds that break after you hold onto it a little bit, but you can see the whole route. In rhythm, there's sets of handholds that appear and disappear to the song in different patterns. And so you have to sync up with the song and then start climbing in rhythm with the beat. And they do an interesting thing where different sets of handholds will have a different pattern. And so you got to watch it and get the feel for, okay, so I got to wait for this particular beat of the song and then wait here and then go. And it 
it causes you to look at the level in a totally different way and, and change the way that you play, which is like the point of, you know, exploring these mechanics. Like, cool, another way to play the game. You know, it's not the same thing over and over and over, which is like a lot of the base levels end up feeling like that. It's just the same small loop over and over. So the rhythm's a great example of how the DLC levels totally change change up the way that you play the game. Yeah, 100%. And Wheel, as we just talked about, and Rhythm, both of those could be used in tandem to make an incredibly fun level. Like, for instance, because in Rhythm, something we forgot to mention was that uh, you actually can press a button now. They have a button handhold. Like, you don't punch it or anything. You have to grab it like you would any other handhold in order to activate whatever it's linked up to. But if I recall in Rhythm... There were like three different songs. Like every time you press the button, it sort of switched up the song for me. I don't know if yeah. it switched up the tempo too, uh, but I found that to be cool. And uh, yeah, I could totally see something where like you got to climb the spinning wheel. And, you know, once you get it to a certain power level, that gets like the rhythm blocks coming in. Speaking of the buttons, they also had a level where you create handholds by pressing buttons. <laughs> the button press level is you have to find buttons scattered throughout the level and press them in order to expose new uh, handholds to proceed onwards. But I thought the great part of that was there were multiple buttons in a lot of cases. And so like if you went out of your way to hit other buttons, it exposed new routes or made it easier, which really felt like, again, it's this base loop, but they're adding something on top of it that makes you think about the world and like how you're using the mechanics in the world differently. Another example is there's a level where you're climbing up there's a bunch of rotating blocks that are orbiting a central circular gap. And each time you grab onto a new rotating block, it stops. And then you climb up it, wait, and jump to the next rotating block above you. And you work your way up this whole thing. That level was super fun, if not a little bit uh, overly stressful. Something I <laughs> wanted to mention a bit earlier with these levels is that I actually had to quit at some point. My body couldn't take the amount of, like times it was freaking out from falling or having the sensation of like falling from a great height so like I'm, I'm having fun playing these challenge levels but because i'm like falling to my death like 10 times in the span of like 30 seconds or something like that i could feel the lower half of my body trembling there's also a lot of like jumping of like leaps of faith in the dlc levels which like adds a whole extra thing where you're like you leap out and then you're flailing wildly with your arms trying to catch a handhold. Whereas most of the game is like hand over hand climbing where you're not just always leaping handhold to handhold. So you mentioned the leaps of faith and what I want to say with this DLC, I think is that I got more so my Tomb Raider climbing desires from it because it had switched up what I'm doing kind of often. Like it's it's still using the mechanics, the same mechanics I know, but because it's using them in these like interesting ways that are kind of changing up, like, oh, I'm on breakable blocks for like five to 10 seconds, and then I have to do a leap of faith. And now I'm on like a moving block or a zip line for a few seconds. Okay, now I got to jump across, and now I'm like trying to find a button. Still doing normal climbing, but at least with like 
these these different either objectives, interacts, or modifiers, they are giving you that variety that these action-adventure games give you during their platforming sequences. This kind of feels like a single level designer was like, man, they're not using these mechanics well enough and like went off and like made some levels using just like existing assets and stuff. And then people were like, you've been doing what? Uh, I guess we'll <laughs> sh- like ship this. I don't like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like a main effort or like a plan. They're like, oh, yeah, let's do a DLC. I f- it feels like it happened almost on accident. I can see where you're coming from. Even if it was a smaller effort, it was a way more focused effort, and it was executed well, in my opinion. Like, the progression of these levels tells a gameplay story, whereas I don't really get that gameplay story from the the main biomes. And if many people engage with this DLC and are vocal that, hey, this DLC is cool, like... It made me come back to the climb and it made me want to play more the climb. I think that, if anything, we we have seen that whining about things on social media can make things happen. So if you whine about wanting more the climb levels that are like the DLC, that developer is likely to make more the climb levels in that freestyle type. So this this makes me think a lot about how Call of Duty Zombies was originally like a side project. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Oh my goodness, yeah. I've I've talked with one of the guys who created Call of Duty Zombies. And yeah, they were totally like, this is just something we made on the side. Not many people liked it on paper, but once they played it, it just clicked. Yeah, it was just some, like, it was a small team, and it was like, we're gonna do this thing. And like, people on the main team didn't even know that it was happening. They were like, what? Like, what have they been doing? But it grew, and like... It was so popular. Now it's a very, very key part of that whole franchise. And I can yeah. see this being a similar thing where it no one was maybe interested in it on paper. They're like, no, the climb has this particular aesthetic and it's realism. It's rock climbing. And then someone was like, no, look, you can do all these cool things with these mechanics. And then if enough people respond, it could you know, spiral out into its own thing and and take on a life of its own. Yeah, because it's only so far this ethereal white void realm can take you. I think the added visual context and landmarks of some sort of environment, whether it be real, fantastical, what have you, that's going to add so much to the gameplay that's being experimented on display here. Like the climb, Temple of Osiris, coming to a theater near you. One thing that I think is worth mentioning, I think the DLC levels were more pleasant to play in part because it felt higher res. I'm just I just noticed that now thinking about it. But Hmm. in the a lot of the more realistic biomes, I think because of the quests like low computing. Oh, yeah. Like everything is blurry. Like the rocks in front of you like aren't particularly high res. Which is a shame because like in a game where you spend 90% of your time looking at rocks, the rocks should probably look good. Yeah, even the chalk texture at times, the chalk on the rocks, you can almost, at times you can sort of see it's like PNG. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of wild that that's the case because this is built on Crytek, right? Or CryEngine. Like that's supposed to be like the, or 
trying to be like the best looking engine. I remember Crisis being like, you need to buy a NASA computer to play this game. (laughs) So like to now say, oh, this looks like a PNG. That's kind of like a weird change. Yeah. I mean, I, so like it's, I understandable, right. The climb one had that sort of like, whoa, it looks really good because it's CryEngine. Yeah. And like, that's their whole shtick. And like, I can see that like, oh, we got to, you know, shrink it down. We got to compress it down to get it to uh, fit and run on the quest. Fine. But the climb two is quest exclusive. Like they didn't spend the time and money to build high res assets, you know, for the PC version and had to shrink those down. No, they were building them specifically for the quest. So it's a little bit surprising that it doesn't look better. I mean, especially given that the freestyle tutorial abstract geometry biome, whatever you want to call it, like does look pretty crisp and is like pleasant to move around in. It's not super blurry. Carlos, you got your a little bit of what you were looking for, this like Tomb Raider uncharted adventure feeling. You got a little bit of that from the DLC, but you know, really what it the DLC said was there are greater things that could be coming in the future or we could do more with this. It was just like a little bit of a sneak peek, a little bit of a taste of what could be. What is your number one where do you want this to go? What How would you dial in on that Tomb Raider feeling more? New methods of climbing. If you're going to be the climb, let me climb with a variety of tools and or gadgets. I can already use my hands and I guess zip lines are really the only other thing. But like there's a skyscraper level with these like cleaner suction cup things that totally look like the ones from Mission Impossible. And, like, you can't take them off the walls. I want those to be tools. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> you know what I mean? I know you had the same marriage when you saw those. Absolutely. Like, I want those suction cups, and I would love, like, a, a pickaxe, like, from Tomb Raider, where she, like, slams it into either the ice walls or the craggly walls. Uh, that type of, like, dynamic nature of... I could totally see myself on some sort of uh, hanging rock, let's say, and then going to make a jump towards a wall and having to grab my chest to get my pickaxe and like lay it into the wall. Like that would be so cool. And I could see that totally working in VR. And then from there, it's just a hammering motion as opposed to me like grabbing over and over again, which that's another thing. You're changing the kinetic action the body's doing. And I want that a lot more than I want just different mechanics. Yeah, that seems like it's not, you know, idle blue sky like, oh, what if they added this to the game? That's like the main thing that would really elevate it is like you're doing two things by adding those new methods of climbing. You're changing the kinetic like motion. So you're not getting tired of doing the same action over and over, which you do get tired of doing it also helps to avoid the repeated stress of that same motion on your body which we know all too well occurs in our wrist (laughs) yep yep so it has it has that whole physical aspect but also it changes how you look at the level and like how you think about the mechanics because with the you know pickaxe say it's like oh well now suddenly instead of looking for handholds you're looking for areas of rock that you can swing your pickaxe into it's like not every surface supports it or with the suction cups i'm climbing up this building now i have to place the suction cups on the glass or like surfaces that can receive it i can't climb over these like metal scaffolds or whatever suction cups may have like an indefinite suction time unless you move too quickly right like you can even change up beat saber does this a little bit with 
challenge levels that are like, you must move your hands this distance, or you must not move your hands any more than this distance. And like, that's a really cool modifier. I could see that with the suction cups, uh, or even with some of the breakable rocks being like, oh, if you actually like try to yank yourself up, we holding this rock, like it's just going to, or the suction cup, it's going to rip out from you. Just those types of different changes, like present this other element, which I think you're going to like Matt, because you play on professional mode, mm-hmm. having these different verbs and like patches of route totally modify your thinking when it comes to how fast can I make it through the level and which sections are going to give me more points. Right. Because you're going to take, you know, you're going to take different amounts of time to use like suction cups if they now require you to go slow and steady or pickaxes, which, you know, maybe lets you sort of carve through a certain part of the track, but it's like a little longer or more risky to use. I think this would also lend itself to the dynamic nature that we're asking for, because now not only would we be getting like some actors in the environment that like, you know, move and settle that like the ladder and the propellers, but we're also now changing what tools we as the player are using. And I think maybe those two combined would be enough to, to be like a new game and iteration, right? Like, Because Mm -hmm. now the levels are so greatly changed from the addition of like pickaxe sections and suction cup sections and even like potentially like freestyle areas where now you can just pick and choose like which tool you want to use alongside adding these more dynamic things, which includes the like physics wheel and the buttons, like all of I'm pretty sure you don't need much more than that and obviously making a good set of levels with with a difficulty progression to them to present a third climb or a climb temple of osiris setup yeah the more you the more you talk about the temple of osiris thing the more i'm thinking that is exactly what at least i want i feel like that would land pretty well in the current market like make it look pretty you know use the resources behind the climbs visuals but like Mm -hmm. a little bit more of a fantasy setting, you know, sort of like a Tomb Raider archaeology aesthetic and like a little bit of a platforming puzzle where it's like, oh, let me hit this button. And now this new thing is rotating and it gives me a path. I got to hop on this thing. Wait, hop up to this other thing. You know, we saw that with um, the obstacle course DLC level where there's like moving elements and you got to time your jumps. uh, So you're not. Oh my God. How did we not talk about obstacle course till just now? Oh bro. (laughs) I am picturing that whole level with the art pass of the temple of Osiris. Now, like it, it is, it is forever in my mind. This needs to happen. I am manifesting this now through this show, the climb (laughs) temple of Osiris. Look at the obstacle course level and imagine yourself deep within some like Aztec temple. You're climbing, these like various handholds right and then you're at like the top uh you're at like the ceiling of the great hall chamber there are these rotating chandelier like washing machine mixer things and you're you know jumping from like bar to bar to get between these like mixers and then as you make it to the end as with all the climb levels you put two hands on the handhold pull yourself up and there's just one button in front of you press it and or there's the treasure and like you know you grab it and boom like that's it you you beat the temple of osiris or you make it to the next section yeah i feel like the whole like tomb raider indiana jones uncharted aesthetic is pretty unexplored in vr like obviously because it's a little bit 
expensive to do that kind of thing. But, you know, even if we're not doing these like big set piece cinematic moments, I mean, what we just described is like not that expensive to do for the climb team specifically. They already have all this tech. Just have someone gray box up like a level that integrates all these concepts from the DLC, do an art pass on it and like, bam. They are already mixing the ingredients they have in their pot. And I'm digging the stew that came out of the DLC. Just keep mixing maybe throw in some potatoes and carrots and you're going to have yourself like a real cool fucking game slash expansion slash spinoff wherever you want to take it right where do you think new tech like where let's talk a bit about like the ps vr2 stuff with 3d haptics and adaptive triggers like where do you see that fitting into a game like the climb yeah i mean i think especially the adaptive triggers would add so much like especially it makes a lot of sense because they have the technical holds where you like your character is using their like two fingers and it changes the way stamina works yeah you got to squeeze the grip halfway in order to not reduce stamina yeah and like the adaptive triggers would be great for that mechanic because like at least i found that every time i had to do a hold where you know you have to hold the trigger down halfway to not have the stamina bleed off inevitably i was just like locked looking at that because there's no way to feel whether you're on or off of it yeah if you could just feel it with the triggers, that would be, I mean, immersive. That, that, that Like, it would take away that abstraction. Oh, I 100% agree. And like, yeah, if I could feel it, I forget where I where I felt this. Uh, I think it was like at GDC a couple of years ago. Uh, what, people were like having a booth for the uh, 3D haptics tech. And you could feel this like small i don't even know what to call it it was like a tamagotchi uh it was a tamagotchi and it was running the water geyser program so as you pushed down you felt it vibrating up against your arm or or your hand even though this was like a tamagotchi like an egg object that you were just holding in your hand or whatever uh it sensed that it was going down and it was pushing back up on you and just thinking of that type of tech being applied to oh uh this the the trigger feels like it's pushing against me because I'm not in the sweet spot. So let me squeeze further to get into the sweet spot, almost like pushing into the eye of the storm in a hurricane. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then hitting that sweet spot and being like, oh, OK, that allows me to take my mind off of that technical grip and then plan my like route on the topic of 3D haptics or like, you know, using haptics and adaptive triggers and, and like whatever else dialing that in. I think the dust off mechanic is a great opportunity for that. I mean, you hate it. It's like the way it works is right now is you hold down the grip trigger and you just hold your hand over the ledge and your character like wiggles their fingers and then eventually it's brushed off, which is like both unintuitive and unfulfilling. It's not good feedback. Yeah. I want to have a mini rant just to say that this mechanics just very it's unintuitive and it doesn't have good feedback. So I have played for months. I literally have owned and played this game for months and uh like since the climb one like i have i've been in this since the climb one and i did not understand how this mechanic worked until this week so like (laughs) there's something horribly wrong there and also like just counterintuitive uh sorry the one main thing i wanted to nail in on is that feedback 
when Matt says you just kind of like wiggle your fingers, it really looks like you're just tickling the rock. Like it looks very ineffective. The rock only ever produces dust to show you that it's getting cleaned like every couple five seconds or something like that. Like it, it's just it just takes too long. It like breaks the pacing of the game way too hard. Yeah. And the main issue is right intuitively you're gonna do an actual like dust off motion where you're trying to brush this shit off and it doesn't work and then also because you're moving your hand it's moving in and out of the trigger box so it's doing it even slower because it's expecting you to just hold it hold it there and then you're doing it more frantically because you're like oh shit i'm running out of stamina and which is making you like do even less time less effective time in the trigger box it's it's wild it's such a negative cycle yeah, so that's like I don't. I, it's amazing that that wasn't iterated on between the climb one and the climb two, and also it's a great opportunity to like use haptics and and whatever trigger technology to like improve the feedback on that. It's such a pain yeah. point. I, I don't know. I could even see this being solved without the use of the three D haptics. Just using the float zero to one, uh, mm-hmm. like haptics we have going from one and as the rocks get depleted, going down to zero. I could see that being a nice, like, short-term bandage fix. But again, yeah, a rework is due, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, even, right, just even using the, like, single haptics in, like, the current uh, controllers, like, there's a whole art to designing that. Like, my first idea would be as you move your hand over the ledge, you uh like feel like almost a bump in the haptics for each rock. And then, like, as the number of rocks go down... Either those those bumps get like smaller, so you're feeling less and less haptics, or they're less and less frequent as you brush across. But yeah, there's like you could go down the rabbit hole of like how do we add all these little haptic things to improve feedback. That's actually one of the main things I think that they could improve on in this game. Cause like it's all about using your hands, and yet there's actually very little haptics used for mechanical feedback. Yeah. You know what? also could use improvement in this game what what do you think the ui <laughs> oh my goodness oh my goodness can i just intro this by saying let's see i played the dlc thinking i played all of it i played three levels folks three levels i played and i was like wow matt this dlc is too short what is this <laughs> and it turns out that There were indeed 12 levels and just the rest of them were represented as very small dots, just very small, like not crisp dots, like blurry dots underneath these massive pictures that like all look the same, whatever. It's not just that. It's like almost everything about the UI in this game is atrocious and bizarre. And I think it all stems back to the climb one was designed to work with an Xbox controller because it actually was developed slash came out before the like Oculus touch controllers were standard with the CB1. Wait, people were able to play this without the motion controllers? Yup. Which probably explains a lot of the like weird design decisions. Again, that's, you know, going back to the Climb 2 doesn't feel like a full-fledged sequel is like a lot of those things stayed in. Like the fact that when you go around a corner, your view artificially rotates because it was originally designed for front-facing cameras. But now it's Quest only and Quest is inside out, 360, like doesn't have a front. So it's weird that it would, art- uh, you know, like it's just, it doesn't make any sense now. 
And I guess they just didn't, probably didn't have the time or resources to iterate on it. But still, it's it's frustrating because it does, it's like going back to what we said at the beginning, there are good bones, but it just like, it's like the bare minimum of what it could be. Yeah. And speaking of its bones, let's talk a little bit about what substantial meat could be put on them. And I think that could be found in the form of additional modes that cater to those who like the casual uh, difficulty and those who like the professional, more like fast, arcadey difficulty. Something within that, I think... Let, just talking about low-hanging fruit, right? Mm -hmm. I think a scavenger hunt type level, not level, but a scavenger hunt type mode where it's like, oh, here's the first route of Alps, but now we've put a <laughs> a stuffed crocodile in different parts of the level to take a note from Phantom Covert Ops. Mm -hmm. And now you just have to like climb through the level. You know, it's totally free form. It could be timed. It doesn't need to be, but you're just like exploring now and like trying to find all the hidden items. Or copping straight from Walkabout Mini Golf, stashing little cosmetics throughout the level. And when you find them and grab them, then you unlock cosmetics. That would be such a good reward, like finding other climbers. That might be a little bit grim, but finding other climbers gloves <laughs> and like car carabiners in the environment. <laughs> oh, man. I, it sounded like a fun mechanic. And then I realized the like implications of the, <laughs> of the environment. <laughs> this uh. is what happens sometimes in game development, folks. A good idea. <laughs> oh my goodness um yeah so to to kind of add to that right so we have like a really cool idea for a scavenger hunt type mode with with fun rewards and uh one thing i was thinking about was maybe this thing uh i, I don't know like i'm tentatively calling it scrapbook escape uh, the, the thought is, is like, you're a climber, uh, your helicopter is here ready to take you out, but, uh, they can only be around for so long and you still want to get pictures of your vacation. So you need to like go through the route, reach multiple, uh, scenic points and then grab a camera off your chest and take like a well-framed picture of a certain, uh, scenic vista. This could be tapped into with some of those like environments we already have. Like I think in the, it's not the Alps level, but maybe the Bay level, there's like some sort of like gazebo off in the distance, right? So you would like climb somewhere and then like grab your camera, take a picture of the gazebo and then climb up to the end point, which is like a, a ladder attached to a red helicopter, like a rope ladder. I could even see it like you have target pictures you're supposed to take before the level and you need to find like where is the viewpoint for this picture and you got to recreate the shot. Oh, that's really cool, dude. That would be hard mode. So that's <laughs> totally not what I was thinking because like that's so much more difficult. I was totally thinking more like Spider-Man 2 style, like here's a big glowy coin, climb to this point and use your camera. Yeah. But I love that, dude. That totally leans into the what they're 
trying to do with the cry engine and making the game look pretty and you know be like this sort of visual benchmark at least for vr uh if that's what they hope to do that would be sick like demand players like yo inspect the environment like here maybe we'll give you some hints like we could like spray paint a circle with like an x through it or or some sort of picture type icon near places that might be where where you start looking Mm, right yeah that would be neat that would be great if they hadn't freaking crushed the visuals all the way down to get it on quest yeah yeah for sure it would definitely have to be a like the climb three but something that actually i think could be integrated into the game with little to uh no it's not going to be no extra work but it would be very little extra work i think is what i'm calling chalk zone uh you would have a limited chalk supply chalking uh your hands lets you uh it helps you to deplete less stamina while you're grabbing things in the environment so like if you could only chalk your hands like once and you make it like five feet and now your hands aren't chalked they're sweaty and they're getting like they're losing their grip faster you now have these chalk pickups along the path so the player is like figuring out their route they have only a limited number of chalks and they're like trying to resupply uh through like getting these different like pickups along the map that's really smart ah that that to me seemed like yeah just lean into your mechanics the most and you can like really get some stuff like the other things i thought on that were uh again taking a note from beat saber was just thinking let's let's limit or lean into the mechanics and that became oh make it through the level but you can only jump three times make it through the level but you Mm. only have 150 grabs like you could grab the same handhold twice and you end up spending more grabs right uh and then like go through the level but you only are able to go through by jumping you have glue hands anytime they attach you can't detach unless you jump that really does that seems like something they would do or like it's like relatively easy to do with like you don't need more content it's not that difficult from like a technical perspective right and like it re you know it reuses the existing stuff and for people who enjoy the game it allows them to play it differently for like very little money you know in in the same way that the dlc levels are harder and and so provide a challenge for people that already like the game and play it a lot all right listener If you haven't played The Climb 2, maybe you should check it out, because with this DLC, it's uh, headed potentially in a very interesting direction if there is enough traction on this. Carlos went in looking for a Tomb Raider-style experience and got a little taste of it, but going to be interesting to see if we get any more and if we do what direction they take it in because if they expand beyond the realistic aesthetic of the climb that they've been exploring thus far i think we could get some really cool stuff finally if you agree with our takes disagree with our takes if you think the climb is amazing or one of the worst games ever made or if you are just fully apathetic to everything you've heard, comment on this show, leave us a review, comment on the video, communicate with us through Reddit. Give us your thoughts because we'll talk about them on the show. If you'd like this episode and want to hear more, please visit headmountedpodcast.com and sign up for our email list to get notified about new episodes. You can listen to the show on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple Podcasts. 
If you'd like to discuss this episode or suggest future topics, visit our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash headmountedpodcast. If you really love the show and you want to help us out, tell your friends about Head Mounted Destinations. Word of mouth really helps us out. Thank you for listening, Traveler, and we'll see you at the next Head Mounted Destination. <laughs>